Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 161, Where Are They Now? Part 5. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm great. And it's hard to believe we've done so many of these Where Are They Nows? <laughs> it's been so much fun. Yes. Listeners may recall we typically have put these out at the first of the quarter. Now, of course, last quarter was right at the start of January. That was our epic episode 150 with our pal, Lori Rudiman. So it wasn't necessarily a traditional Where Are They Now? We're right. back with the Where Are They Now? But it's early. If people are paying attention. <laughs> we know we have some diehard listeners that are probably looking going, what in the world? Yeah. We have something really exciting for the month of April that we are doing. Wendy and I have talked to you as the listeners and and have really impressed upon how excited we are that our fan base and listenership has changed and really grown mm-hmm. into this global thing over the last many years. I talked to Wendy and I said, I have this idea. <laughs> I don't know. I think it sounds like fun. She agreed. April is going to be the British invasion of the HR Star half hour podcast. I love it. I am. I am so excited. You know, yeah, our international listeners are awesome. And being able to have that connection with those in Great Britain, in, in England, I think it's it's fun. And just it's kind of nice to have that that focus for a little bit. And I think it helps us, too. <laughs> The thing I will say, and then I wanted to, part of the reason we're doing this in the open of the Where Are They Now, is that I wanted to have people to be aware of what's coming. And we're going to be talking a lot about it because, again, we're really excited that, you know, as we've talked about in previous episodes, we've been looking to do things differently to keep this thing moving in a way that we want to do it and enjoy doing it. And I feel like these focus, focuses, focus, foci, foci, whatever it is, <laughs> we're really excited about And we would strongly encourage you to listen because we also recognize that we are starting to talk to more people that you may not know. Those that subscribe or follow now, as they say, those of you, you may not know these folks. We strongly encourage you to check out these episodes because these are people doing really interesting things. They're just doing them on the other side of the planet. Well, and there's a lot that we can learn. And, you know, yes, it's fun to listen to people we know. It's fun to listen to our friends. But how much more fun is it to make new friends? And that's what we're here to do. You know, we're, we we want to make those connections and, and help you meet, meet new cool people. So definitely um, be sure to carve out time to listen to the British Invasion with us. Those are going to be starting next week. And so I've tried to prepare you. It is not an April Fool's. It is legitimately... <laughs> April being the British invasion of HR social hour. So again, we're really excited to that. However, for today's episode, really excited in that we've got two of our pals back, Josh Rock and Keith Enix. Yes. So excited to be able to chat with them. It's been a while for Keith. 2020 was crazy for both of them. And so we're glad that they were able to, to join us. And I don't think we quite plan to have two people on from the same industry, but kind of cool. That's a great thing that, that we found out in the midst of the conversation. Yeah. So you're, first, you're going to hear from Josh, and then you're going to hear from Keith, and then we'll come back and wrap it up uh, once we've talked to them. Without further ado, here's Josh. And we are so pumped to welcome Josh Rock back to the show. So, Josh, what's in your glass tonight? Uh, crone and diet with a lime. Nice. Been a while since we've had uh, anything other than water. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm normally a Mountain Dew guy, but uh, I've been on this six-week challenge trying to uh, be a better me in 21. You know, I've gone to diet just to reduce the amount of sugar. Now, I'm 
also reducing my overall consumption, so I'm trying. Nice. Just so we're clear, it's not Crown with Diet Mountain Dew. No. <laughs> it's okay, I'm just making sure. No. no. Like, that um, would be a little... Uh. If, I, if I'm going to do the Dew in a drink, it's actually with vodka. I'll, I'll Fair grab, enough. I'll grab Tito's, and I'll do Tito's sure. Diet Dew, and there that's not go. so bad, but... Um, no, when it's Crown, it's it's diet, either Coke or Pepsi, whatever I have handy. Fair enough. Josh, you you were last on the show during the Recruiting During Recession special that Wendy did, where I was out, unfortunately, with laid up with my back. That was back in October. Yep. So what have you been up to since then? Oh, um, where, should we, where should we start, John? Um, <laughs> I mean, one, hockey, hockey season is still in full swing, so I'm still doing that. But what's really changed? I changed jobs. Wow. Um, uh, I left the healthcare HR recruitment arena. Sorry, Wendy. Um, <laughs> we're no longer competitors. Um, That's all right. And I became the talent acquisition manager for Nuss Truck and Equipment here in Minnesota, where I'll be uh, taking my talents from uh, healthcare hiring to transportation. Wow. So that's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I loved my job and what I did at Fairview, but in this job at NUS, what I'm able to do is I, I joined forces with an HR director who was a client of mine for 10 years back in advertising. You know, he said, hey, I want to standardize our processes. I want to bring new technology to our team. And you know what you're doing. Let's let's figure this out and make this happen. And since uh, I was looking for a way to get back into leadership, he made me an offer. He made me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> So that's really, that's the biggest, that's the biggest part of uh, what's happened since October. I'm not vaccinated, so I can't have any really great news there. You know, sorry, Wendy, again, you're beating me on that one. <laughs> hey, uh, healthcare's got its advantages. <laughs> I could have, I could have got round one, but then I would have left and been like, hey, I need my round two. So no, that's, that's the big thing. Well, you talked a little bit about, you know, you're going back into management and that sort of thing. So what are you seeing as kind of the, the difference between, healthcare and, and your, your role now? Probably the biggest is, is the pace of which, of which I have to work. When I left my old organization, when I left M health Fairview, um, we were running at a clip of about 1700 openings perpetually. Um, we were hiring 200 people a week. My new employer, here's a, their lovely stat for 2020. They hired 45 people. Wow. <laughs> So you want to talk, if we're going to, go, if we're going to stay in, in the transportation, you know, um, descriptions here, I've downshifted pretty, pretty heavily here. Nice. I'm like, yeah, 45, that's like a slow week in healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. That's like maybe cutting my team in three back at my old place, you know, and, but no, I mean, it's just, it's different. And you know, now what I get to do is I get to standardize processes, like I said, um, inject some new technology to, you know, reframe how they engage candidates and um, look for better quality hires versus rapid hires. Um, granted, we always look for quality, you know, in those uh, volumes we're doing at, at, at Fairview. But, you know, in transportation, guys will leave for an extra quarter an hour. What I need to do is I need to get ahead of it and look at the talent a little bit differently. One, so we don't run into that problem anymore, but then two, so we build teams that are better tomorrow than they were today. And Josh, are the majority of people you're hiring, are these drivers, CDL? Actually, no. Drivers, um, mechanics? Or, it's, or It's primarily mechanics, yeah. I mean, okay. we're okay. NUS is primarily a sales and maintenance shop. Okay. Um, you know, we've got a number of locations across Minnesota and into Wisconsin. 
you know, 300, about 350 employees total. We'll be adding a new location here uh, in Minnesota uh, later uh, end of 2021. So I'll have 17 new requisitions to be filling. I have 16 now. It's like, wait, what? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> so you're just sitting back and chilling out. And kind no. of like, yeah, this is nice. No, no. Nap. <laughs> I, I, I do go to the gym. I will take an hour and go to the gym during, hey. during my day. Um, That's good. I'm, I'm again going with that, that whole six week thing I'm on, but um, no, I mean, what I'm really up to now is, you know, with it is diving in. I mean, it's only been three weeks that I've been here. And so I'm reposting positions that have been posted for 200 days that oh, nobody paid go. attention to. I'm getting into all of our job boards and finding out how bad some of these things were and you know, what they, what actually was working, what wasn't I'm implementing text, uh, text messaging to candidates. They never did that here before. So really getting into one, get things going that I'm going to be able to use and be really efficient in my work and start to blow the doors off these hiring managers that they have no idea what's coming. I love it. Josh, you talked about leaving a role without your shots. You've made this move in the midst of the pandemic, which we've, we've know several people that have made those changes. Not only though, did you switch jobs, you switched industries, the whole nine yards. So what's it been like this bit of time that you've been there to learn a new business, the people, you know, everything that's going on with this cloud of, pardon the pun, but you know, COVID hanging over it. You mean that, that cloud of you all have to deal with? Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where, you know, when I, when I came in, it was learning kind of what their current state was, what current needs were, um, cultures, or micro cultures of different locations and not actually having to really put much behind COVID, you know, unlike healthcare transportation has to deal with it, but not nearly the volume or, or the, the depth um, that we, that, you know, Wendy or I used to have to deal with, you know? And so, you know, in this role, I, the one I have to deal with when it comes to COVID is, is are we having it in our locations? Do our staff have it? That's really it. It's nothing, no grandiose, um, I think we've had in the three weeks that I've been here, we've had one person come COVID positive, you know, and I'll take it And overall in the last 18 months, you know, or tw- I should say 12 months, we've had, I think, 45 total people in this organization either, you know, um, get it or be have to be quarantined because of it. Um, the nice thing in my role, I have two partners in HR. Um, one is doing primarily employee relations and benefits. And then we have the director. And they're kind of stemming that stuff. So I don't have to be bogged down by that. I can really focus on candidate engagement, employment branding, the things that really fit into my wheelhouse and are going to accentuate the tripod that we have in HR. I love that. I love that you get to do what, what you want to do and focus on your, um, your strengths. So I think that's very cool. Josh, if you've been listening to the show, you know that we have outsourced some of our work. And uh, so we have Sharon Green, who has asked our latest uh, question. What do you see as the biggest people challenge in your business? For me, you know, what I see the biggest people challenge is, is that (laughs) I think I told somebody the other day, there's no loyalty among thieves. And what I mean by that is that it's super competitive. Guys will leave for a dollar an hour, 50 cents an hour. They'll follow their friends. Somebody may offer a different PTO program. Guys will bounce pretty regularly. And I say guys, you know, just because predominantly, unlike healthcare, it is predominantly male. 
you know, and so it's just been an adjustment. It's just knowing that what the tendencies are and trying to find a way to flip the script and engage differently. So that way they do stay around. So I think that's been kind of the, the big, you know, kind of piece for me to, to work through. I like that you're trying to get proactive. Um, I've known people that have worked in the transportation industry and it is so reactive. Talent acquisition has been reactive for a long time. So I love that you're getting out in front of that for sure. And this organization, you know, even only being here this long, early, I found out, found out early on that they were completely reactive. Oh, I've got this need and this, this client's going on and we need to, we need to get this many people going tomorrow because this contract may come through. Nope. We're going to think ahead. You know, how many, how many are we going to need? Where's the talent going to come from? Oh, I just talked to this candidate today. And while he'll work at this one location, we're going to open up this brand new location in nine months. Let's hire him now, get him trained up. So that way the service is where we want it to when we open up that new location. It's just a different way of thinking. And my director's on board. He knows exactly how I work with this stuff. And he's, he's preaching, you know, to the choir right with me. So it's kind of fun. Love it. And you face the challenge of not only somebody leaving as a group, but let's face it, you know, being in construction and, and we hire our share of mechanics and, and folks working on heavy equipment, it's harder to find people that are qualified to do the work. Yeah. And yep. do you do you try to get them out of trade school and ramp them up yourself? And then what's the long term? Can you become the lead shop person or can you, is there management growth and all those kind of things that I think we all know people, people may not ask most eloquent ways, but they certainly want to know those things. Yeah. I, just, I talked to the guy earlier today about, you know, where does he want to go? I, he didn't even apply. You know, he, I, I totally sourced him out and, you know, reached out, had a conversation with him. He maybe, he told me that he applied three years ago to this organization. I said, well, great. Let's talk again. Let's figure out where your world is. What do you want to do? What's different now than it was then? Where do you want to go with your career? You know, and some, some guys are completely and only want to be wrench turners. Some guys want to, you know, get in, understand the business and then move into a foreman role or an advisor role where they get to work directly with the customers. So great. Let's figure that out. Um, so it's kind of fun to be able to have those conversations, not have the jaded corporate side of me yet and uh, paint puppies <laughs> and rainbows to them. So that way they want to come join me. Let's get away from work challenges and let's talk rink challenges. Yeah. What has been going on, I, you know, HR puckheads or with your boys teams? Like what? What has it been like to continue to play and watch and do all these things during the pandemic? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention pandemic in in one piece, then I'm shifting gears from that topic completely. Fair enough. Um, so tonight, I actually this weekend I had two people in one of my teams uh, test positive, and so before we started the podcast, that was part of my night so far was dealing with the ramifications of the Minnesota Department of Health, uh, these two exposures, and our teams. As a coordinator running three hockey teams outside of my boys uh, and their games, it's a pain in the butt. Um, but <laughs> we're almost done. The season's almost over, and then people will get more vaccinations, and oh, some may or some may not, you know, whatever you want to play on that. But then the season will be over. We'll we'll wait. We'll get into summer. Some some kids will play, but then next next fall when the season kicks up again, hopefully it's much smoother and easier than it was this year. To how is hockey going in general? It's fantastic to be back out on the ice. Um, we had a we had a stoppage in December to January due to COVID. The state of Minnesota shut us down. Killed my boys. Um, my my oldest son, he's he'll be turning 12 here next week. He went from having a 35 game schedule to a 10 game schedule. 
completely devastated him, but he's so excited to be back on the rink. Um, this year he leads the team in scoring. He's got 21 goals and uh, seven assists in 13 games. Super just motivated this season to get out there and prove himself and have a good time. Uh, we have one more regular season game and then we're off to district playoffs. For those that are listening that have uh, watched the Mighty Ducks, he happens to be in District 5. <laughs> so we actually have we actually have a wager that if he wins the D5 championship, I'm going to go out and uh, there's a company out online that has a D5 Mighty Ducks banner. <laughs> so I will be buying it for his room if his team wins. Uh, so we're just having a blast with it. Um, my youngest son is about uh, two weeks away from wrapping up his season. He's more of kind of the recreational skater. He's just having fun. Um, we're enjoying the season. College hockey is in full swing. Um, for those that are uh, interested in that, my UMD Bulldogs are ranked ninth in the nation right now. Uh, they head into their conference play this weekend against Western Michigan. Hopefully they can win that tournament and uh, head into the NCAA regionals with a chance at another title. We are the back-to-back, almost-back national <laughs> champions since last year's season was vacated. We're what, the three-time, three-year defending national champions. That's the way to put it, three-year defending. There you go. The NHL is in full swing. Some arenas are actually having fans back. So all in all, hockey is really, really good right now. <laughs> you are our hockey correspondent, yes. so we really appreciate that. Hey, you know what? E- this just in, ESPN signed a new contract with the NHL for the next I seven years. That, yeah. So NHL tonight should be back. Maybe Gary Thorne, Bill Clement. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. Josh, it is now time for the best part of the Where Are They Now? And that is our Where Are They Now? question connection. What has been the best thing to happen to you from taking part in the HR Social Hour? Um, You know what? Actually, it's it's the random posts or on LinkedIn or Twitter saying, hey, I heard your podcast. You're funny. <laughs> and I'm like, obviously, you need to get out more. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's fun. You know, I enjoy doing these. I actually just did... Um, a global HR conference with uh, hacking HR. I did uh, a panel interview with them on Tuesday and I just love getting out and talking, you know, the HR industry, you know, improving or giving some tidbits of information to those professionals that want to improve what they're doing, um, whether they're listening to this or they reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter with a question. I love giving back to the industry. I, I mentioned it earlier to somebody today that for me doing this kind of thing is, is making deposits in the good karma bank. I can't ask for help or information if I haven't deposited first, you know, so I, I, I will withdraw at some point, you know, from that account. But right now I'm happy to make deposits each and every day that I can. So it's fun. Joshua, we've typically only asked that question. We are continuing to outsource work and we're putting, we're, we're going to take your good karma and we're going to ask you if you could ask the next guest of the show, any question, what would it be? Who's the next guest? Can't tell you. Dang it! <laughs> I was hoping. I was hoping you give it away, John. Let's stay with the. Let's stay with the karma question. What have they done recently to deposit in the good HR karma bank? I like it. And being on a podcast doesn't count because that was my answer. <laughs> we may give them that, Josh. I yeah. don't know. I do like the question, but yeah, we, yeah. well, you're going to have to listen to find out who gets asked. But all right. It has been great to have you back. So you're now a three-timer on the show. 
or yeah. a handful of those people, just like maybe SNL has the multiple time guest or, or <laughs> host, you're a three timer as far as a guest goes. If there are listeners that aren't connected with you out there, best way for them to reach you. Well, before I get to that, would that be the HR social hour hat trick? There you go. See, that, that's why we have you on. You, you yeah. think in those terms. I wouldn't think of that. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of those, like, I got to find a hockeyism in it somewhere. Exactly. Um, so if they're trying to find me, the easy way to do it, if you're on LinkedIn, you, you query Josh Rock, and I'm probably going to be one of three, maybe four that they'll find. You're going to see me wearing a hockey jersey in my profile. You'll know it's me. It's simple. On Twitter, easy to find me there, at JRock96. I have it everywhere. It's on my jerseys. It's on my profile. You can find me that way. Another place to find me, if you're on Twitter, check out Job Hunt Chat Monday nights. 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 Central, 6 Pacific. We don't care what Mountain does because Arizona doesn't follow time time zones. But uh, check out Job Hunt Chat. We're there. If you're a job seeker or an HR pro, we'd love to have you just come in and, and connect and interact on those questions that we moderate each Monday night. Uh, we've been doing it for 11 years. It's a blast. And we've taken part. We know it's a blast. So we yes. will definitely, we'll definitely include that in the show notes because I think it's a good reminder for people to be out there. So. Josh, again, it was great catching up, and we will talk to you very soon. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for having me. Bye. Take care. Bye. So pumped to welcome Keith Enox to the show. So happy to have you back, Keith. Our first question is still, what is in your glass? I think you guys know me well enough. You can probably figure that out on your own. (laughs) I am drinking whiskey, always. I was going to say, what brand? I guess that's the question. Yeah, exactly. That's a better question. It's it's called Uncle Nearest. I don't know. Have you have either of you heard about this, John? No. It, it, it seems so. like a story that would actually kind of interest you. It's um, Nearest Green is um, was actually the person he, who taught Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, distill. yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. So he was, the, by all accounts, the first black master distiller in the country. So this brand is sort of in honor of him, and it's um, – it's all women-owned, all black-owned company, and so yeah, and 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 they just happen to make some pretty awesome whiskey. So, um, nice. so yeah, that's that's what I'm drinking tonight. All right, I'm gonna have to look for that. It is good stuff. Now, Uncle Nearest, 1884, Uncle small Nearest. batch okay. whiskey. I heard a podcast where they talked about that. They told that whole story, but I don't recall where is that distillery based. Uh, it's in Tennessee. Actually. They are in Tennessee. Okay. Um, Tennessee. I think, okay. if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the. The farm that uh, I'd have to double check. I, I did listen to that podcast as well. It's uh, was it brought to you by or I forget what it's it was. Either brought to you by or, or sporkful, one of the okay. two. Did. No, yeah. I, I, I am going to check it out because I have started making honey whiskey and um, honey bourbon mm. for my ice cream. So um, yeah, a, a, a honey. I'm, I'm intrigued. Honey bourbon vanilla ice cream, honey whiskey vanilla ice cream is uh, is a top favorite here. So, Keith, Very every nice. time we record, I learn something new. So, <laughs> so not just about our guests, but I'm finding out new stuff about Wendy all the time too. Apparently, absolutely. It is incredibly hard to believe, Keith. You first appeared on episode 15, which was May of 2018. Wow. I saw that in the notes that uh, <laughs> sent me. I started doing the math. I'm like, holy cow, that's a long time. It is. So what are you up to now? I started a new gig in November working for a trucking company. So I uh, moved in there as the uh, the director of HR, took over for um, you know, the, the individual that was in the, the role before me. And um, it, it's it's interesting because um, obviously I've been in HR for years, but um, it's a new industry. So learning um, 
learning about trucking, I went in there knowing less than, less than nothing. I knew what the steering wheel was and I knew where you put the fuel. That was about the extent of it. But it's amazing how much knowledge you pick up and how much you know, but learn about um, gear ratios and trucks in just a, a very short period of time. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing now. And, um, yeah, it's awesome. This is our transportation episode, apparently, um, which is great. So, Keith, you were laid off not long after the pandemic started, took up TikTok and a few other fun things like that. Um, <laughs> so what, yeah. what, all, what all did you do to keep your sanity during, during that time when, you know, we were all shut down? That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure I did. <laughs> I came up the other <laughs> side, but, you know, um, but I, I, it was, it was a very weird feeling not, you know, not getting up and going to work in the morning. I've been, I've, I've been, I've had a job of some kind since I was 14 years old. And so to not actually have a job, it was weird. It sort of, um, sort of shakes at your, shakes at your foundation. I've never actually had experienced that before, but yeah, I, I immersed myself in projects around the house, um, being home, did a bunch of, of of house projects that I didn't really have time to do while I was working, so that was that was nice. And also, uh, you know, we have two young kids, and they were off school at the time as well. So being able to be home with them and and be able to really enjoy them and kind of immerse myself in them as well was was really kind of a a, a blessing, despite obviously the <laughs> the obvious drawback of not having a job and and all that. It, it was actually kind of a, kind of awesome too. Really got a chance to spend some time with them and get you know spend time doing some things on the house that I wanted to get done. So yeah, that was that's about um, that's about as close to sanity as I got during those months. <laughs> Keith, we've known several folks that have been in search during these times, and you said you've you've always had a job. What was your experience like job search in these times? Did you learn anything that you'll apply? You know, as you move forward as an HR professional. Yeah, and I, I, you know, there's been a lot going around about um, you know ghosting, and you know, candidates do it, but all but employers also do it. The, the the communication from from employers to candidates is you know extremely lacking, and I had the opportunity to see that from uh, from the candidate side. When I was at whatever be looking for a job, I would always have a job while I was looking, so there was never the sense of urgency. But when you find yourself in a situation where you're looking for a job and you don't have one. It sort of ups the emotional ante, and when you're not hearing anything back, it's you know extremely frustrating. So that was something that I had a front row seat to, you know, during that process. But it was it was interesting how, as many interviews as I've done, you know, I still don't like being interviewed. It's not a natural thing for me. I'm not someone who naturally talks about themselves and kind of sells themselves. It's never. I don't know. It's just, it's an awkward thing for me. So, um, apparently I'm, I'm pretty good at it though, because I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, two very nice offers that I was able to kind of weigh out and, and pick the best one. Being a job seeker is tough, man. It really is. And I think for, as an HR person that, that give, gives, gives me a little bit more perspective into people come in and they're not necessarily having, they're not necessarily a rock star in the interview or they're, you know, they, 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 they maybe miss the ball on a few, a few questions, trying to, um, you know, probe a little deeper and really look for the potential there and not you know, resist the urge to try to resist the urge to make inferences uh, too quickly or too early. I think that's something that I think I took from that, that process. I tried to, to apply that when I'm now talking to people that, that we want to bring into to our organization. We talked about being, you know, being in search during the pandemic. Now, so now you start this new job. 
and it's well into everything going on in the world. What was it like to learn a new business, try to meet all the people and the players and get your arms around everything going on in the midst of COVID? It was interesting because you try to, um, you, you get very comfortable doing doing electronic meetings and and you know Zoom meetings, trying to avoid having too many people in close proximity, which is tough when, again, you come into a company, like you said, you don't know anything. You're trying to learn. You're trying to learn the people. You're trying to learn the culture. You're trying to learn processes. It really throws throws a wrinkle into uh, you know into the mix, but I think it's one of those where communication is 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 always critically important. And I think it puts a spotlight on it when you're in a situation like this where you have to maybe augment your practices a little bit. You have to maybe over communicate, and you know certainly not taking anything for granted. As we've shared, uh, we are outsourcing some of our work to try and find questions now. <laughs> um, right. So Sharon Green asks, what do you see as the biggest people challenge in your business? I think I think it's the same in, in, as in pretty much any business I've been in, that, that everybody's different. You have to learn people and you have to learn their motivation before you can really get, you know, even hope to try to get the best out of them and, and appeal to, to their inner nature. I've never found that I've had success when I mean, if you have to go in and try to impose your will and and be like this is the way we're going to do things, that never works out. So I think that the biggest thing is is to really a- allow the people to um, to teach you at first, be very inquisitive, be very willing to listen and learn and take it all in, and then from there you can start making some decisions on what's going well, what's not going well, what do you like, what do you not like. But I think that's pretty. I think that's pretty universal. I don't think it's unique specifically to to our company. I think if I were to say, with with being a trucking company, we have employees that are they're out on the road, so you see them for you see our, your drivers for maybe ten minutes a day, and then they're on the road. So engagement is is tough. You don't get a chance to spend all day every day with them and um, sort of develop that that bond that comes from working alongside each other. So that's challenging. It's not not impossible, but it but it is challenging. It's something we spent a lot of lot of time on here in the, the last few months, trying to really find ways to um, to keep them engaged. And not only are they remote just by their very nature, but it's also COVID. And so again, you're limited in, in the kind of things you can do. So you ha- you have to get creative. Even just a, a simple touch base every so often with your with your folks. How how are you making out? What are you dealing with? How can I what can I take off your plate or what can I, what roadblock can I remove for you to help you do your job better? That's, that's kind of a, um, an analogy that I've always sort of used when um, either when I'm talking to employees or when I'm talking to managers and, and trying to coach them on being a manager is one of the biggest things that we can do to help our employees is remove roadblocks. And if we can do that, if we can set your employees up for success, then you're, you're doing your job right. Keith, Wendy mentioned this is like transportation. Where are they now? We talked to Josh Rock, and he's working in in the trucking space as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he talked really more about mechanics, and I, you know, I, we were kind of talking about that piece. Sounds like so you have drivers, truck, you know, people tr- doing truck work. I got to ask. You talked about learning how to shift gears and such. You do ride-alongs. Like, how is that how you start to build some engagement there and get to know some of these folks? We, we have done that. Yeah, we um, again, it's it's it's. You need to be careful how much of that you do because obviously there's some every 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 person has a different level of comfort with being sure. in proximity with people for any length of time. But whether it's riding along with um, with a driver during their um, you know during one of their routes or walking through the shop and understanding how how the mechanics are 
what what does their day look like? What are the challenges they deal with trying to organize their day and trying to um, trying to serve the drivers? And what challenges do the staff have trying to keep all that running and operating at a, at a smooth level? And that's it's no easy task. And uh, it's I'm amazed at how fast paced transportation is. <laughs> um, it is unbelievable. <laughs> so it's I'm learning a lot, and and it's a it's it's it is again it's incredible how much you pick up in such a short period of time and sort of um, acclimate very quickly by necessity, really. You either, either you catch up or you get rolled over. Um, there's, no, there's no two ways about it. Oh, that is a wonderful metaphor. I, I, I like, you know, catch up or get rolled over. Um, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> exactly. Well, Keith, it is now time for the where are they now question connection. What has been the best thing to happen to you from taking part in the HR social hour? Again, I, I, I kind of referenced before that I'm not um, I'm not someone who does a great job talking about myself. And also, I'm not necessarily someone who does a great job of maintaining connections um, with people that are that I don't see all the time. I, I'll be the first to admit that I there are times when I let way too much time go between talking with people that I care about. And you, know, you guys are a prime example of that. It's um, and so I think one of the things that I really have benefited from and enjoyed is is having those check-ins and those touch bases and being able to sort of even just listening to you know to the other podcast for for the, for the other people that you know, the other friends in our in our circle. It's it's been a nice way to just sort of just that little taste of you know oh that's you know I, this is someone who I haven't seen in a while and I get to to catch up and and find out what they're up to. And, that's been that's been really really kind of great for me. I, I need to be better in that area, but uh, but that, and that's why I miss you know I, I miss the uh, the events that we can't get to now with you know with, with being in COVID and being in lockdown. Knock on wood, things are hopefully getting into a better place, and we'll be able to uh, to do more things in person soon. As Wendy mentioned, we are starting to ask people for their insights and and what they want to learn from others, and so. We're adding that to the where are they now, folks, as well. You could ask the next guest of the show any question. What would it be? I think one of the ways that you grow as a professional is getting sort of stopped dead in your tracks and have something come up that you're not necessarily prepared for. So I guess the question that I would have is what's something that's happened in the past year that that completely caught you off guard and you were not prepared for and it just sort of left you without an answer? something that was so out of out of left field that you weren't prepared for it and you didn't really know how to handle. I'm glad we don't have to answer the questions. Yeah. I'm glad I don't know. <laughs> we will certainly have that in the mix and it's been great to be able to catch up for even just for a bit yes, and hear sure. what's going on. I'm glad I'm glad that the, the new job is well and don't hesitate to reach out. If you yes. ever want to talk, and particularly if you're drinking all this high end fancy whiskey, man, and got these great <laughs> stories know, behind them, you <laughs> some, um, some some Zoom uh, some Zoom tasting sessions. There you I, go. Uh, I think there's I think there's something there. I think we might need to uh, to pilot that. What do you think? I I like it. Uh, <laughs> we didn't do that last year, Wendy. That might be something. We did. That's oh okay. Well, there you go. When we're when we're done recording, let's talk a little bit more about it. In the meantime, though, uh, like for those it. listeners that don't know you and want to get in touch, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Absolutely. So I'm on uh, LinkedIn at Keith C. Enox, on Twitter at Keith C. Enox, and my, my website and blog, Working Title HR. I am sad and embarrassed to say that I really haven't been keeping up with that. The um, 
<laughs> my last new job before this current job, it um, it was keeping my nose pretty close to the grindstone. And then in um, in quarantine, it just uh, so busy with projects and whatnot around the house that I I've, I've neglected that. So um, you can certainly connect with me on there. It has all my links, but um, my my blog is uh, I'm behind in that area. So <laughs> maybe maybe this will be my little kick in the butt to uh, to get back going and um, and keep it up because I really do enjoy it. I love I love writing. I, it's something I never really enjoyed when i was younger when i was going through school i always when when we would get a book report i was i'd be the one that was just uh is not my thing but in you know things things change i guess as you get older and you mature a little bit and when i gave it a shot a couple years ago it just sort of you know sparked something that i didn't really know was in there and um I, i i am sad to say that i haven't really been keeping up with it but um we'll um try to get back on the horse Awesome. You're not the only one. That's the, I don't know if that's good news. I mean, it, it comforting at least that you're certainly, we, we had a whole different conversation with somebody else about the fact they'd let their blog sit yeah. for a bit and Hey, it makes sense, man. We got to do what we got to do yeah. in these times. But again, we really do appreciate you being with yes. us and, and we'll, we'll talk again very, very soon. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was great catching up, you know, love talking with you guys and um, look forward to hopefully seeing you all in, uh, in person very soon. All right. Take care. Yeah. All right. Thanks guys. Wendy, we talked a little bit when we first got off the call with Keith that the night that we did the interviews, it was surprising that they both ended up in a comparable industry in the midst of the pandemic, yes. changing jobs as they did. I This was so much fun. Yes, it was. I loved connecting with them again. I love, you know, we've, we've talked with Josh a couple of times, uh, but, you know, we haven't had a chance to do that with Keith. It kind of brought home how long it's been since we've we've seen them in person. Um, because it had been so long since we talked to them and then seeing them again. So loved catching up with them and makes me look forward to those in-person connections soon. I think we're getting closer than maybe we would have thought. Yes. Certainly six months ago or in a year, who knew? And it has been interesting having these conversations, all these were that, well, several of these were they now episodes having taken place during COVID, the different perspectives and again, all the new jobs and and things. So Mm -hmm. once again, want to thank Josh and Keith for, for yeah. being part of our community and for taking time to talk to us and, and share some laughs and hockey and booze and, and all the different <laughs> things that we did. I, I will say, I believe that the next where are they now will be back on its normal schedule at the start of the next quarter. You never know. We may have another surprise that we drop. We don't always know where we're never doing. know. That is very, very true. That is very true. Wendy, Keith and Josh both told us how to get a hold of them during their segments. Best way for listeners out there to get in touch with you. Always on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? JohnThurman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. As I mentioned earlier, the new thing now is follows. They're not talking about subscribing anymore. So follow us on Mm -hmm. All the plat, whatever platform you use, don't you don't have to use all the platforms. Don't be like me and use multiple. Just pick one and use it. But follow <laughs> us there. That way, you'll get the entire month of British yes. Invasion episodes and all the all the episodes going forward. And you can always listen to the back catalog as well. International listeners, you've heard that we're going to have a bunch of international guests, yeah. and we would love you to be part of that down the road. We're looking at maybe doing something comparable elsewhere we may just yes. throw a dart at the map and you never know what may be Ooh, next so that might be fun. let's get in touch you know talk contact us and, and let us know that you're out there wendy thanks again for 
agreeing to first off do this British thing and see where that goes. But as always for being part of where are they now and going forward for the HR social hour half hour podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon.